Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. Welcome to another in the series, Impacting Jamaica, Boosting the Nation, our podcast series where we are celebrating acts of kindness, stories of inspiration, and talking to persons and organizations that have projects and investments that will positively impact people and communities across Jamaica and the diaspora. It is my pleasure to welcome on this edition of our podcast series, students, past students from the Meadowbrook High School, where we are happy to have with us Cheryl Chisholm, president of the Meadowbrook High School Past Students Association, so the Jamaica chapter. We have Wayne Swaby, who is president of the Meadowbrook High School Alumni Association, Canada. And of course, Nadine Morton, who is president of the Alumni Association, Meadowbrook High School. She's in the New York chapter. Gentlemen and ladies, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you. Good. So let's get right to it. Let's get right to the conversation. Um, Let's talk first about the school, Meadowbrook High School, um, these past 64 years as an institution of secondary learning and giving uh, folks an opportunity to, to, to manage in an environment that can be very challenging. How has the, the association uh, been helping in that regard? I'll start the conversation off with that. Um, the Meadowbrook High School Alumni Associations have been in around, I would say, between the three of us, the Canada and New York and Jamaica, well over 40 years. How have we been making a difference with our alma mater in more ways than one? And I can um, start off with, we have tried to make a difference with the future leaders of Jamaica, our children. We like to make their environment a little much more conducive to learning, a little better place than maybe we had back when we were in in school back then. um, We have been trying to go where we are needed most. We work in conjunction with the principal and the members of staff, finding out where the needs are most and where we can, what we can do to assist them. So it has taken many different forms. We have gone from scholarships, we have done from infrastructure, we have done um, across the board, just to name a few. And um, my fellow um, my fellow teammates can also attest to the fact of where we have done, what we have done and what they have done. But together it has all been one goal, one aim, one destiny, our children's future to make it bigger and brighter. It is usually, uh, com- it usually comes down to just a few past students who 
for whatever the reason, uh, stay on to to demonstrate that extra love for school. Um, usually influenced by a, a, a dynamic that is, uh, how should I put it? They may have benefited from an extra help from the school and wants to give back in their own individual way, but as a collective, they join the, the alumni associations. Um, tell me, uh, uh, Wayne, tell me, Sharo, tell me, uh, uh, Nadine, why uh, did you join the association, let's say? It is quite unusual that you find young persons heading up a pastor's association. And I want to start by dispelling that myth before I even proceed to say why you don't need to be financially well off. You don't need to have any major accomplishment. You just need to be in a position where you desire to give back. So that's how I'm going to start. For me, my experience at school was extremely positive. Um, It encouraged diversity and most of all the school saw things in me that I had not seen myself. In terms of growth, self-development, um, career planning, education that I received, it's so invaluable. I can't even, you know, begin to repeat that, you know, the time and effort invested in ensuring the students understand. And I think that is a big part, you know, of why I, I care giving back. Also, the social opportunities, like yourself, um, I've traveled to many schools once that many you know, make other people networking opportunities. Right. The facilities that the school provide for you to not only know your colleagues within the institution itself, but have a broader understanding of what it is like to be a secondary student in Jamaica. Invaluable experiences caused me to decide why not help someone have the same opportunity, the same growth and change that I've experienced, you know? So here I am. Thank Didn't you. expect it at the helm, but you know I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> That's some um, great points there. I, I certainly echo Shara's sentiments, and I was also add. I mean, you know, personally, I I believe that you know as adults and as just humans, you know, we have this. Um, if we have this understanding about the way humans are meant to live, um, each one helps one. You know, Saro mentioned social responsibilities. You know, thinking about your home and the chance you have to save it one child at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we choose to do it through Mirabu because obviously that's our alma mater, but it extends to the, 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 the you know, the island, uh, you know, in, in general. Um, the people who come through Mirabu that we're helping to kind of, you know, get their lights shining, they're going to shine that light right across the island, um, hopefully the impact that they're going to have on society is going to be positive. And we look at it from that perspective as well, not just as the students in our school. You think about your legacy and these institutions that help to mold you is a part of that legacy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to help to preserve that legacy and simply, you know, just being a good human being. <laughs> Thank you very much, Wayne. Maybe. 
Uh, Aubrey, um, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I, I graduated from Meadowbrook High School back in 1984 and, and I did an additional two years until 1986. And I'm going to tell you both occasions I cried. Mm. I cried in 84 and I cried in 86. Mm. I never wanted to leave the walls of Meadowbrook. I was just at home. It was really more than a home away from home. It was like a safety net in the terms of I found I had so much growth within those walls. Um, I was invited to join the Alumni Association. And from day one, I jumped on it because I didn't want to leave in the first place. I know I got another opportunity to be back in the walls of Bedderbrook High School. Um, the, the feeling, the need to give back. And I'm always telling people to do that, you know, reach back give back and lift as you climb. That is very important to me. Um, why did I stay? The experience, the network opportunities, the growth that I've um, I've materialized over the past, well, this year we're 27 years, and I think I've basically been here at least 26 out of that 27. So um, the need to make a difference and just to lift our children up and again, to let them have a better education because not only is an education a right, a great education is a right and not a privilege. So that's the reason why I stayed. Very well. Thanks, Nadine. Uh, gentle folks, uh, the the pandemic notwithstanding, the global health crisis has, has changed the dynamic of the delivery of, of education at the second, not the secondary level in, in Jamaica. Um, and that has, has uh, pointed organizations and individuals to understand the, the digital divide that, that now uh, uh, circles the wagon, so to speak. Meadowbrook High School and its past students have sort of a straddled that, that, that opportunity in ways that is very uh, beneficial and, and, and commendable. Uh, the, the, the digital revolution, as you want to call it, that has been happening at the school. Uh, share that experience with, with my audience, please. The COVID situation, you know, it has really tested our resilience and fortitude. Um, we're talking about adaptation. And, you know, back in school, you know, we talk about ad adaptation in the context of biology and evolution. And of course, in the case where we are, we talk about it in terms of acclimatization, right? And here we are talking about adapting to a new way of life just due to this pandemic. Um, I mean, personal adjustments have been made. You know, some of us have figured out what it's like or experienced what it's like to live a reclusive lifestyle. You know, working from home, you know, some of us for almost two years, hardly interacting face-to-face -face with other humans, losing your personality, right? But as an association, you know, we have um, kind of retreated or resorted to the virtual space as well, wrestling with our own creativity to find ways, you know, to keep the proverbial mill turning. Um, it is, it's been a challenge, but we, we will prevail and we will continue to prevail. The students, of course, the connectivity is always a challenge. Mm. We've done our part to try and, you know, contribute in whatever way we can to ensure that the students are connected mm. through the internet, through the electronic devices that they need to use. 
Um, it's not perfect what we, you know, was able to accomplish because, of course, in this kind of situation, perfection becomes this elusive concept. But we're, we're, we're proud that we were able to make an impact nonetheless. Being able to to make, to, to use the lemon milk. It's lemonade. You got it. You got it. Let me add to Wayne, um, Wayne's um, part here. As um, the digital divide, as you're talking about, we have been able to do uh, a little more because in our 25th year, in 2020, yes. the organization actually was able to um, have a virtual fundraiser. Uh, that's how we adapted, trying to use the digital, the virtual space. So we had a virtual fundraiser for our 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And from that fundraiser, we were able last year to donate um, tablets to yeah. the, the students, a welcome edition um, that was going to help them to get through so much of the um, pandemic issues that they were having from internet issues who are not able to log on and all the different divides that's there. So um, we were able to do that. And in the past, we've also been able to donate laptops to the, the students as well. So we have been trying to find ways and means to work around it. Um, to get the students out there back into the classroom or as close to the classroom as possible. And it has been not perfect, as Wayne said, but we have been making do and uh, we have been seeing the results. I would say it's much of the same for us in Jamaica. We had many students come to us with tablet requests, um, students who just need an internet package or just some credit, just log on to their mobile phones. That's how granular um the local chapter has gotten in terms of providing support. And the digital divide is more than just connectivity. Wow. Connectivity is only part and parcel of the issue. Yeah. The devices and the facility, meaning the facility, when I say the facility, I mean some students are living in such a situation where they do not have the resources at home to even sit in a quiet space, a desk, to, to, to sit to join an online class for an hour. Yeah. So those are some of the challenges. And we've had to make shift by having students coming on rotation and different options so that students don't lose out on this opportunity, you know, during having their education. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, 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 it's, it was very, very heartening, uh, may I say sobering uh, uh, from our end to, to uh, sharing some of the stories that were coming out of, of, of the island of Jamaica when the pandemic was was was, was, was really at, at, at its peak, so to speak, where students um, were forced to be learning from, let's say, a cell phone. And then when, mm-hmm. when that parent uh, wasn't at home, um, that lesson was a, 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 a foregone thing because then there was no 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 chance of of of, of <laughs> I mean how how do yeah. you how do you relate to that kind of a situation and and so the the importance and worth of alumni associations you know, became front and center um, in, in in all of this. Definitely, and I spoke earlier about resilience and fortitude. And you mentioned people trying to access lessons on a cell phone. I'll tell you something. Um, for work, we have our cell or uh, email on uh, cell phones, and of course, in the office on your computer. 
I will never read an email on my cell phone. <laughs> it's too difficult for me to see it, let alone trying to open a spreadsheet on my cell phone. And just imagine kids mm-hmm. trying to do their lessons on a cell phone screen. And to your point, they can't do it until mommy or daddy comes home, right? Yes. So it's 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 really a struggle. Yes, yes. And 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 how how much uh, of an impact was it then um, at Meadowbrook? Let's say if you can individualize it in 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 in, in that way. Well, I, I guess um, we can talk about it um, in terms of um, a representative sample, if you may, um, mm-hmm. based on the students that we were able to to touch. Right. So. If between the three of us, we probably have about, you know, close to 30 uh, kids who are fortunate enough to be on some of the programs that we run uh, on a consistent basis. And I I would say probably close to 90, 95% of those students needed that additional help. Now translate that to the general public, Mm -hmm. the school public. Maybe that 95 goes down a bit, but I would doubt that it goes down below 70. All right. So if that talks a little bit about how it might have impacted the school population, I don't know, Shara, you have another view on that? Well, let's compare before COVID and after. Mm -hmm. The school had to big time transform their entire operation. Yes. And in terms of the impact that the Class Students Association has had on the school itself, the principal reached out to me at least, I'd say, once a week during the peak of the pandemic in Jamaica, saying, you know, who needs a tablet, who doesn't have internet access, and just gives us a breakdown of what is required. Um, and I have to thank my colleague, Nadine and Wayne, who have been big support in this regard. I recall one day um, having to drive down to St. Anne to collect a tablet from a friend that they sent on a tablet and take it back to the school. So we go above and beyond just to see the difference that it makes in a child's life. And I can tell you from the testimonials that we've received from our scholarship recipients, they have been so grateful, so appreciative of not only the tablet or the connectivity, but also the financial support due to, you know, the follow-ups in income for the family household during the pandemic. So it's a multifaceted um, approach that we have taken to supporting our students. And in terms of impact, I don't think you can put a dollar value um, on, on that. You really can't. Let me, let me piggyback on, on what Shara just said. Um, for example, she just mentioned about not being able to put a dollar figure on that. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. Last year for the first time, um, we have always been doing our scholarships every year. We've taken our 10th graders. We have the scholarships that we divvy out. We take them from 10th to 11th grade. So it would be like four per year for two years. So 10th and 11th grade. Last year, we had to increase that number, both from Canada chapter and the New York chapter. I think um, Canada went up to almost 20 students. And I know for New York, we went up to... We, in addition to a four, we went up to 13 additional students, so making it 17 students that needed to be um, supported during that time. So from, as I mentioned previously, the tablets that we were donated, we donated those last year, and the principal actually drove down to Montego Bay to pick up those tablets that were brought down there and um, basically got held there in customs. 
drove down, picked them up and brought them back to Kingston. And again, the feedback was just overwhelming. So through the increasing scholarships that we did last year, along with the Canada chapter, to get through the pandemic as it was, we actually created a scholarship liaison officer. So now we have one scholarship liaison person for the three, the three different chapters. And that worked out pretty well for us. Instead of having various um, scholarship events for different chapters, we had one. We had a one, and that's where we um, joined forces together. So between the tablets, the scholarships, and and I think also, Wayne can also piggyback on that. I think they even provided um, cell phones for who couldn't get certain internet. Wayne chapter, the Canada chapter provided cell phones for different students. So, so it's just any way that we can get our feet in there to make a difference again is just to make their education as easily accessible as possible. The challenges continue, but we will just continue to work through them as a group, and together we will continue to make a difference. It's a conversation that we're having with members of the Meadowbrook High School Alumni Association. Our guest this afternoon, our guest today, Nadine Morton, president of the New York chapter, uh, Cheryl Chisholm, president of the Jamaica chapter, and Wayne Swaby, president uh, of the uh, Canada chapter, Meadowbrook High School, one of the many institutions of secondary learning in Jamaica, having to pivot during these critical times and making the students uh, a, a little more efficient in how they access education. This is impacting Jamaica, boosting a nation. We're taking a quick break to hear from our sponsors and we'll come back and continue the conversation. It is Meadowbrook. Stay with us, please. Welcome back to our conversation. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Impacting Jamaica, Boosting a Nation, the podcast. My name is Campbell, Aubrey Campbell, and my guests are from the Meadowbrook High School Alumni Association, uh, the New York chapter, uh, Canada, and Jamaica. Uh, Wayne Swaby, representing Canada. Sharo Chisholm, representing Jamaica. And Nadine Moulton, representing New York. Uh, gentle folks, just before the break, we uh, talked about scholarships, which, are, which of course are so beneficial, so pivotal for our for the current cohorts of students to, to manage to pay a, a, little, a little tuition here, an exam fee there, a, a lunch money there, and, and, and uh, so many incidentals that someone might overlook 
the parent might not be able to, but thanks to the alumni associations, our students are making the grade. I have to continue with that part. I really just wanted to add to what we were saying before. And yes, for our students to make the grade. I wanted to also point out something that happened last year. Um, Cheryl, president of the Jamaica chapter, actually brought a student to us last year um, that was trying to actually go on to tertiary level education. Um, I think she also got a scholarship from the Jamaica chapter back then. And she was in, you know, needed support to go on. And something happened in such a way with regards to the scholarships that kind of turned, you know, turned everything to a new level. We were able to provide one, one donor um, provided a scholarship for that student. And presenting that scholarship to her, there was an overwhelming support of, you know, that came about from seeing just that one scholarship. Not that we haven't been doing scholarships before, but this was the first time that we were actually preventing a scholarship to grade 13 for tertiary level. Right. And following that one scholarship, we were able to um, distribute an additional 13 scholarships for mm. tertiary level education. Right. And these um, all ranged from UTEC, UE, um, Florida, Canada universities, and we also had one, a couple for New York, and also one for Purdue University in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And those scholarships total over 7,000 US dollars. Mm -hmm. And that was in a two week period. Mm -hmm. And that was just how we could put everything together. Also, the Jamaica chapter had, um, we had the, instituted the presidential scholarship, wow. which um, I guess. Shara can actually chime in and tell a little, little bit more about the presidential scholarship. This was the first year for it in 2021. So Shara, you want to go ahead with that? <laughs> yes, Shara. Well, this wasn't the first year we did before, um, but this year was different because all the chapters participated. Hmm. Um, in the past, it was the current president of the Jamaica chapter, the past president who developed this scholarship, and the idea of this scholarship was that um, each president should give a certain sum of money mm -hmm. to a student who is deserving and has the academic potential that we believe is becoming a future leader of middle price. Mm -hmm. And why this year was different, I was able to rely on the support of my colleagues in New York and Canada to support this venture, um, although it originate from their chapter. So we were able to unite as you can see, there's a common theme there with us. Yes. To unite, to provide an overwhelming amount of scholarships. We're only going to do three scholarships, but we ended up being four using the caliber of candidates that we have and the level of need that we saw in our in our recipient this year. And we're very proud of what we were able to accomplish because these students, despite the pandemic, they were resilient yes. and were able to continue and maintain that high level of academic standards. And 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 Sharo, Wayne, Nadine, for the uninitiated, let's say, do I understand that a grade thirteen now in Jamaica is the equivalent of a six a six form uh, six uh, six form ex students who are leaving school at the level of a sixth form? Correct. Mm, okay. 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 Uh, talk to me uh, about the that major accomplishment that you were able to do um, at the school bus. 
school bus. My goodness. The bus is a must. <laughs> the bus is a must. That's a slogan. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. So I think, um, you know, so I, I guess the idea to provide that type of, um, uh, I guess, facility to the school oh, yeah. came about some years ago. And of course, that's not a small feat when you're talking about a, a past students group trying to undertake that sort of thing. It's a pretty decent um, expense, right? But again, as um, Sharon and Nadine mentioned, you know, coming together, we can achieve great things. And so the three chapters worked together on a plan and how we were going to tackle that. Of course, you know, with the participation of the school, we're able to, to, to get this bus. Now, I, uh, I don't remember how many seats. I'm thinking it's probably a 27-seater, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, it, it has the colors on it. It's great to really put it down and everybody taking pictures beside the thing because it's really amazing. And, Branded, 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 branded stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. We're young, but we're in the day too, right? Who knows? A couple of years from now, we might even be able to put up a bigger one. But that's um, probably one of our biggest accomplishments so far. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, with, with, with the work that we intend to do in the future, we hope that it won't be the biggest of all time because we, we have some goals that we hope to start tackling uh, in the near future. But I think to date, that is probably the biggest thing that we've um, been able to do together as a team, as a joint team. One, one thing I know, <laughs> one thing I know that a lot of alumni associations uh, are praising the pandemic for <laughs> is, is the fact that somewhere, somehow in the, in, in, the, in, in the mix, they have been able to broaden their membership it, uh, and 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 well, so they are they are kind of a, 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 a praising on one end because it gives them a chance to increase membership, but it also diminishes the ability to to fundraise in, in real in real time and in real ways. Uh, am I correct in saying that? Definitely. Definitely. Um, we have basically had, I think, both um, all chapters. The last fundraiser we had was the virtual one for our 25th anniversary, and that was 2020. And we have not had a fundraiser mm. since then. So we are all feeling the impact of it. Yes. But um, I think uh, uh, Canada, I think Canada, they had one last year, the Walkathon. We did a virtual Walkathon last year, yes, with the AJA. Wow. Yes. Yeah. But um, we have um, the, the I know Jamaica has had it because you know the pandemic has really been so strong, um, you know, there. So I know they definitely are feeling the pinch of not being able to do as much as they used to, because even our annual gala, which is our largest fundraiser for the year, we have not been able to to have that. Um, normally, we would have um, uh, funding in the park and, you know, different events like that. And those have been a damper on because of the pandemic. So what we have been trying to do is work in the virtual space. We're still looking forward to other things, greater things happening in the future. Um, last year, I know one of the things we also did, we had a joint venture. We hosted a town hall in November. And um, again, as we're trying to get the children back in the classroom, we had a town hall um, entitled Getting Back on Track Through Mental Health Focus. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. had a team of panelists, which we 
tackle the mental health of our children and how we can work on that to get them back into the classroom because we see how this pandemic is affecting each and every one of us, especially them. So from the town hall, we actually launched um, a Vax to Get Back initiative Mm -hmm. in the the town hall. And with that, we had our first vaccination blitz back at the end of November, November 30th, where we had over 150 students and adults being vaccinated. So despite all the challenges and not the fundraiser, you know, we're still working on getting the kids back in the classroom little by little. So through the vaccination bits that we had, that was the first one. And we are set to have the second vaccination blitz on the 24th of February. Again, that is still enabled to get the students back into the classroom as soon as possible, since the government is requesting that they be vaccinated to get back in the classroom. So we know that those are a couple of the good things that have happened throughout this pandemic. And I think um, by joining forces is one of the best thing that's coming out of this pandemic between the three chapters. Mm. So, so let me so let me give you a a, a, a note of of inspiration and a note to work from going forward. Um, hashtag stronger together, huh? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. You know what? I, I don't, I don't want to leave, leave Shara out of this, though. But I know that New York is 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 empowered through the Union of Jamaican Alumni Associations, UJA. And, and, and for Canada, it's the Association of Jamaican Alumni Associations, AJA. Uh, yeah. Shara, is, is, there, is there an umbrella organization for associations in, in Jamaica? Yes, there's a Jamaica Alumni Association of High Schools, AAAS. It's a relatively new group. Uh, uh, they're trying to unite all the past students, um, leaders across Jamaica, but it's not as established as the other chapters. Well, welcome, welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah. Welcome aboard. And we have been using up that you, the usual Asia um, partnership a lot. We have been doing that, um, Aubrey, because through usual last year, Lucia had um, a venture with Lasco Chin Foundation where they provided um, care packages. So we participated both in the Easter care package and we also participated with the the Christmas care package with Lasco Chin. And that was a, a, was a very, what should I call it? promising and fulfilling one because we saw how the the contents that was in there each of that basket could actually feed a family mm-hmm. and the little item the little bit of items that was in there was well received so Yuja has really been a great umbrella organization for us because we have been a part of them for basically about 12 years wow. and as i said together we can do so much more because as the slogan goes, education is empowerment and only the educated are free. So we have also adopted another slogan, off falling off usual, where we have service commitment together. And as you mentioned, the hashtag stronger together, you will definitely see the force of that going forward with the three chapters. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna hold you with that one. <laughs> uh, Wayne, speak, speak, speak to the Asia uh, uh, connect connection. So the Alliance of Jamaican Alumni Associations. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So did I get it wrong? Not association, it's an alliance. 
It's the alliance, right? So the Alliance of Jamaican Alumni Association. All right. Uh, not a problem. So they are the umbrella group, similar to Yuja, and they are the new group found in, uh, just founded in Jamaica. And uh, currently we have close to 40 members. It has been higher. I think at some point in the history, we were close to about 50. But, you know, people have their challenges, etc. But we have about 40 members now. Um, a registered charity in Ontario has been for over, you know, well over 30 years, 33 years probably. And um, they collaborate a lot with Yuja. As a matter of fact, the program that uh, Nadine just talked about at Glasgow Chin was well supported by Asia members as well. Mm-hmm. And the Emerging Global Leaders Jamaica program, which is an AJA program, yeah. also supported by Yuja. So we're working together on good things to benefit or uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the students of the schools that we are members of. So it's a great thing. We, we have another three minutes to, before, before we wrap. And I want to use that time to um, ask you to let my audience know where they can contact you because membership matters. Okay, um, the age of social media, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. So on Facebook, you can find us at Middlebrook High School, Class Students Association, um, MHSPSA um, on Instagram. And you can also email us at mhspsa1958 at gmail.com. And always feel free. We're also on WhatsApp. We have a WhatsApp chat. Mm. So if you link any one of us via any of those platforms that I just mentioned in Jamaica, um, we'll link it to the WhatsApp where we chat on it. For us, I think I, I would probably point people to the easiest thing to remember. Um, uh, we do have our Facebook page as well. We have a website, but we can also be accessed through the school's website. So if people go to meadowbrookhighschool.net, there's also a link to the different alumni associations and messages can be sent through that, um, through that medium. And uh, they will, it will come to the right people who will then reach out to the interested uh, parties and we take it from there. So I think that's probably the easiest way to go. If you're from Middlebrook, you need to know how to go to middlebrookhighschool.net. For the New York chapter, you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn. We have a presence on LinkedIn. And we are also on Twitter and Instagram. And to get in touch, you can send us an email at meadowbrookhs. A-A-N-Y at gmail.com. That's Meadowbrook, H-S-A-A-N-Y at gmail.com. And we just want to welcome each and every one and just say there, there is room. We all need as many hands aboard as possible. And as Sharo said, there is no, all you need is a desire to be a part of something and should say an organization that has given you so much. We welcome you aboard. Just reach out to any one of us. Impacting Jamaica, a medium to provide exposure across online, social, and broadcast media platforms to highlight positive happening, activities, and projects at every level, across every sector, to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. You heard it all from our guests this evening. On this occasion, the Meadowbrook High School Alumni Association. My name is Aubrey Campbell. Hoping you enjoyed listening 
and you will share what you hear and become part of the happenings. Jamaicans in the diaspora, connected to home and wanting to make a difference. I'm Aubrey Campbell, good evening. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.